0: grand raising everyone I'd like coming to
1: life spirit and coffee got my coffee here mm. So yummy okay so let's get
0: started um, a couple things running through my mind and partially why I think that I was not on this podcast for a while is because I was going through a great transformation in my own life right um we when COVID happened, COVID hit and you know, everybody was, you know, going crazy and families were changing. Um, good morning, Christina. Um, good morning, Kumar. Um, is that you you know, when that happened, we were sort of in this incubation stage. And I think that it really had us look at our family dynamics, it had us look at our friendship dynamics, the the people we were around. Hey Prelesk. And so You know i think when that happened there was this state of like reflection and then after right it's the the after effect of that reflection well what's to come next and i think people if they were able to really understand the significance of that time which i was calling an incubation time were they really looking at their life reflecting back and how did they change it coming out of it right so now i feel like there's this blossoming there's this new energy coming in and that's kind of where I feel like I'm at. And so, you know, I don't know how other people are feeling in terms of that. But hopefully you're you're saying, I looked at my relationships. I looked at my life. I don't know what you guys went through. I know a lot of people went through hardships and I don't think anybody escaped it except for people that maybe don't live in society. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's particularly the way we do, correct? Like just structured societies that maybe there wasn't an impact as much, but people that were living in structured societies, you know, felt the impact because that's what it did. It impacted commerce, it impacted, you know, the way that we operate in our jobs, you know, basically everything shut down. Now, the rebirthing, the coming out and understanding what we're seeing now, um, and as I stated before, no one knows, but what is your truth? What happened? What changed about you? Um, Did was there a new way of coming into the world after that whole process happened and For me there was a huge shift um, In the way that I see life. I'm not the same version of myself anymore and that's what spiritual alchemy is about It's about constant change. It's it's rebirthing new parts of yourself so when people say you go through an initiation or they say that there was a death and a rebirth or you're reborn again. That's really what they're alluding to is the fact that we go through several deaths in our life and we used to break it up and and actually honor that through ceremony or through different rites of passage, um, which have not really happened. It's kind of been taken away from us in a way um, now that we live in the societies that we do, especially in the Western world, but we used to. And I think that the Catholic religion or the Christian religion tried to keep some of those rites of passage, but really what were they teaching us? Because what happens in some native cultures is when women go through their menstrual cycle, um, they take them out into um, a sacred place and they go through ceremony and they teach them about that. No one taught me, right? No one taught me about any of that. They were just, And then everybody hated the fact that they had menstruation and and it was just this bad thing, ugly thing, but we honored it in the past. There was a ritual, a rites of passage, you're becoming into womanhood for the men. It was the same thing. They went out and they hunted, right? And they did all these things and, and they were taught these skills um and and all that and so the the rites of passage happen for each um we have midlife crisis that's a rites of passage right where we go i'm going through a midlife crisis and we see it right um the the common one we we most people kind of joke about is you know when when the guy and you know not to just point fingers but this is just for context you know an older gentleman will go out and start you know buying fast cars you know in his 50s 60s and You know he's you know wants to be young and vibrant again so that's like they call it a midlife crisis i don't think it's a crisis it's a rite of passage it's a way that we are renewing ourselves um that we're we're reinventing who we are that we realize that the past former self doesn't no longer works and it's because we've experienced life we've experienced things and we're ready to transition into something different but they don't teach us and so some people go crazy um (laughs) and by crazy i don't mean like you know mentally crazy but they go they they just start acting different and and they don't know how to hone in that energy and and go through the rites of passage so we have gone through a rites of passage through the times of covid you could call it a rites of passage and it's a good thing not a bad thing some people will um see it as a bad thing but if you understand it from the spiritual perspective you know it was a cosmic we'll say rites of passage we'll say it was a macrocosm rites of passage for people to start to renew themselves and and rebirth themselves so hopefully that's what happened with you um and if you're still in that phase where you're like i don't know what the hell happened with me (laughs) you can see it from that lens it might give you an opportunity to be able to transition through um, and start to perhaps heal if some, you know, if you, relationships were hard for you at the time or you lost people or you had to let go of people, which is not easy um, or your life totally looks different now. Or you let go of work, jobs, um, whatever it is that you had to go through during that time Um, that that was a rite of passage and what did you learn and how did you rebirth if you were able to see the signs and go through it you'll know that once you go through a rite of passage you sort of expand your consciousness you expand the way that you see the world you're a little bit more wise and so that wisdom gets carried on and the new version of you is not starting from ground zero but it's starting from a new space with historical understanding which is awesome and that's you know learning from your mistakes or learning from and being wiser in the way that you choose to navigate your life so we see that right that that happened and and navigating your life now well what's your north where is your north what does that even mean to you how do you start to reconstruct your life in a way that's meaningful Um, you know, I can tell you for myself and you guys can chime in for sure. I love to always (laughs) read what you guys are up to or, you know, um, talk about what you're up to. Um, but for, for me, I started to say, oh, I learned something new in terms of slowing down. I learned how to slow down, which is not new. It's, it's a new thing for me. Um, I'm a go, go, go person. Do, do, do. I'm a doer. And if I'm not doing, I'm uncomfortable. And being, right, which is what we say, learn how to be, um, becomes very uncomfortable for long periods of time for me. I was like, I need action. I need to, to move. I need to do something. My body's calling me to do something. Well, during the time that I was in incubation, I had to learn to slow down and to stop. And it was so uncomfortable. It was very uncomfortable, in fact. Because for me, slowing down and stopping means, and I equate it to being lazy or equate it to not doing enough. Meaning what? I'm not enough, saying I'm not enough. I, you know, I'm not enough and I'm not adding value. Well, is that true? The reality is it's not true. And when I slow down and I learn to nurture myself and take care of myself, I have this new profound understanding of compassion for others. Seeing people in the daily grind, constantly being hard on themselves and looking at myself and saying wow that was me i mean i knew it before i knew that i was hard on myself i knew that i was a doer and i would try to slow down and i said i was but when i was really able to embody it really able to practice it then i was able to understand okay this is how i slow down and when i slowed down and I allowed myself to go through that uncomfortable feeling of slowing down and being patient. Then I learned something new now. this is where the balance comes in, even in buddhism and i and I love to talk about Buddhism because it talks about the balance, right looking the mid- what's the middle path. We see this in Christianity too. sin when people talk about sin, it just means they miss the mark, right? If you go back um and you look at the etymology of the word, that's where it comes from. It just means you've missed the mark, that you're on a trajectory and maybe you're really off. And if you go into one extreme or the other, you're gonna really be off and a detriment to who? To you, maybe to society, you know, maybe there's causing conflict or maybe you're sabota- self-sabotaging. So learning to come to that middle path where you're not to one or the other, it's that yin-yang feeling, right? Where you understand how to relax, but you also know how to get into action. And there's the both hand. Because people say, well, just be. Yeah, but you gotta do too. But if you're just doing, then you gotta just be. And if you just be, you gotta do. And so there's that middle of how do I be and plus be in action, in motion. And we're always in motion, okay? Even me moving my hands right now, there's motion happening, right? We're not just a tree just sitting there. We have a body we can move around, which is awesome. So looking at that and understanding that. So finding your yin-yang. And now for me, it was doing and being and understanding how to be patient. (laughs) Not necessarily, I want it all now, let's do it now, let's get it done. And that's me. And I'm a driver. But what I learned is drive the things I love, instead of just driving all kinds of stuff to be busy.
1: And those spaces in between where I get to rest, allow those spaces to exist.
0: And as those spaces exist, I don't have to feel guilty for allowing myself to rest. So that's what I learned. And let me tell you what, my anxiety has gone away. Now, I don't know for those of you who have followed me for quite some time, but recently um, during the COVID times, I I had anxiety. I never had anxiety in my life. I felt like, oh, my God, these people that run around with anxiety all day, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how someone can have anxiety. I mean, I feel so my heart goes out to those individuals and I'm like, please find a way to move through it. Please find a way to overcome it, to work with it, to learn how to manage it. Because if I had to live my life that way all the time, oh my God, I'd go crazy. It would be awful. It was the worst feeling ever. I had never had anxiety. Or if I did, I wasn't recognizing it because it was so um ingrained in the subconscious mind that it wasn't extracting itself. So, but when I experienced it, I said, holy shit, what is this? Like I couldn't I couldn't figure out how to get out of it. And it was like you can't you've got to go through it but at the end of the tunnel and allowing myself to let it go through me and move through me and understand it there's this bliss and peace at the end of that which is you know you've got to go through it and that's hard couldn't really talk about anxiety before because i never really experienced it and i did for the first time and i said holy shit, how do i get through this now here's the deal i i process things really quickly if you start to process these emotions right you build a tolerance and your tolerance it's good to have tolerance for this stuff because what it does is it gives you that greater space to allow yourself that longer ride of bliss and joy so it's like you catch the wave of joy for longer periods of time and then when anxiety shows up again or these emotions that are uncomfortable show up
1: again you know how to move through them and they happen less often, not as extreme. So we don't get taught this though, right?
0: That's not what they're teaching us about anxiety. You know what they tell us go take a pill. <laughs> Rather than asking, what is the practice? What is gonna help you move through the anxiety, work with it, manage it, bring you back down to earth? Because usually anxiety, anxiety is like I'm chasing something, like it's out there, I want it, and you feel like your body wants to crawl out, like you're body like something wants to come outside of you it's almost like everything's going faster than your body can go it's just the weirdest feeling right and i'm sure you guys have had anxiety if you have you know you can let me know uh i feel like it let's see christina says i feel like it reinforced my level of patience right now we haven't had water over two weeks oh no yeah the the oh no well hopefully you have a gym membership or
1: something somewhere you could go shower, friends hoping where you can use the water so yes and patience right and understanding that so moving through it
0: and here's you know kind of going into what i what i want to talk about um was um a quote that i put on the other day and had this sort of epiphany right where i was like oh we've been thinking about this the wrong way so we always tell people practice what you preach right that's like a common thing people say oh just practice what you preach and this and that and the other and i was
1: like the other day i started thinking no preach what you practice we need to flip
0: that idea instead of telling practice what you preach no preach what you practice in other words experience is golden and not the opposite conceptually we can say things conceptually we can say yeah I get it but do you get it or is it just that your brain understands it because the body once the body engages in a concept once your body starts to move in the direction of a concept
1: the experience is different than the concept completely two different things the concept is
0: cerebral it's imaginal it's almost like a fairy tale right it's just a, a word or a, a phrase or it's a it's a symbol but it's not an you know it's it's a it's an image but it's not necessarily the experience of that image even words themselves so we put language together and we can say well language ex- describes something but if we're putting these fancy words together without really feeling it or understanding how it feels do we really know so preach what you practice so what are you practicing and that's what's important right what practices are you putting in your life and and then we and that's why i talk and talk and talk forever <laughs> That's why I've had five years, almost, what is it, four, four, a little over four years of my podcast talking. Why? Because I preach what I experience. I look at the experience of my life and then I talk about it. Now, I change. Why? Because I'm a spiritual alchemist. So things change. The way that I view the world changes. The way what you have heard maybe four years ago to today, there might be some underlying things that are the same, but there may be things that have evolved and changed over time because you open up your mind to that flexibility and you allow that flexibility to exist within you. That flexibility allows you to expand your consciousness, otherwise you're stuck in old narratives. So you've gotta apply it to your life, apply it, practice it, and see what happens. If you're talking about meditation, someone can read a book, look, check this out, someone can read an entire book on meditation they can understand the different types of meditation the different breathing techniques the different music sound vibrations the different you know all of that they can understand the whole thing of, and they can sit there and talk about it to people but have they practiced it or is it just regurgitation from what they've read and symbols and what somebody else said when they practice it they may have a different way of explaining it or describing it or it may not even work or they might say, you know, when I was doing this, this worked for me and that didn't work for me. So preach what you practice, go out and practice. We could talk about the chakra systems all day. People can talk about chakras and they can talk about whatever it is they're talking about all day long. And yes, they can be very eloquent and they can be very on point with their words but have they practiced it
1: because you're going to get a whole different experience now? When you practice it, you have a different
0: sort of way to describe what's going on. If I was talking about working with my root chakra, right, I could say, Oh, and the root chakra does this and that
1: and the other, and people say, Oh, great, but how does it feel? Okay, how does it feel? So, yeah, and part of it
0: could be that, right? Part of it could be that lower primal instinct of, of sexual desire or whatever. So, it could be that. Now, the thing with that, though, right, is if it's too much, if it's turned on too much and that's all you're thinking about, you don't get to expand consciousness because of that. So we can get stuck, right, at each one of those levels. And it's understanding what we are, who we are, and practice, right? So silence is a practice as well. You can be completely silenced. What, if you practice silence, what did you learn from
1: silence? What was the experience? You know, we can, again... People do this
0: all day long. They read, they read, they read, they read, and that's awesome. And they go out and they hear things. And then they regurgitate them. And I'm like, but well, how do you feel? <laughs> I can't keep my mind silent. Oh, you're trying to, you're a teeny. Nobody can, Mike. So uh, good for you. Congratulations. You're, you're like the rest of the population and you're always turned on. Okay. I'm going to just say that for the the viewers here cuz I need some advice to control. Okay. Um okay, so it could be hormones, I don't know. Um it could be uh it could be something deeper than that and it could be the um all the way back to your origin story of when you were a child, right? typically our programming um, in stuff like this, if we're stuck at a particular space in our, we'll, get to, we'll just use chakras, if we're stuck in our chakra, if we're stuck in that root base chakra, right, where um, sexual desire is and it's overly, hey, Lurac, overly stimulated, um, then we now need to understand, well, okay, what needs to be healed there? Now, I couldn't ever give you an answer because I don't know. I'm not you. Um, that's not where I get stuck, right? Um, and looking at what it is. Now, there's a couple of systems you can look to to support you with that. Like there's um, the tantric, Tantra teaches you how to use that energy properly. So it's not that it's a wrong energy, but it's how you use that energy, right? Sexual energy is very powerful um and it's important and it's it's not a bad thing right it's it, it if you utilize it the right way so the tantra um system can teach you so i would say go and look at that esoteric stuff again this is spiritual alchemy right and alchemy we look at how do we transform and transmute the energies and how do we find the balance right so right now it's it's uncontrollable so how do we find the balance within it so that we can focus, right? If it's like not having
1: you focus, okay? So so you can do that, right? Good morning. Um, what is tantric?
0: I don't know how to focus. Okay. So tantric, it's just a system. And it's a technique of learning how to use that energy potential, that sexual energy potential. Because everybody has their own way of energy within them. And some people are more sexual than others. And, there, and there's a reason, but you'd have to take a deep dive into your own psyche. I couldn't tell you why. I'm not you. I'm not living in your body. So I don't know. Is there any book? Um, I don't have a book in particular. I'm not a, a tantric expert. <laughs> um, so I would say go online and, and maybe look up some stuff. You know, don't just follow anybody, but maybe go online and just look up tantric and how do how to utilize it. Um yeah, so I would look at that. Because the 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 sexual root chakra is very powerful. And it's it's really actually um yeah, it's really powerful, and it's where that primal energy comes from, but if you learn to transmute it, if you're stuck at your base root chakra, learning to transmute it up the chakras can give you the focus that you need. That energy is the strongest energy to give us focus. So in tantric, um, from you know my understanding, like I said, I'm not an expert on tantric. Um, I looked into it for a little bit just to try to understand it, but... Um, with that energy, if you were with a partner or with somebody, you would hold back the release of that sexual tension and you would use it to move it up your body into and pour it out into something valuable. Like for instance, um, if you were going to start a company or business or write a book or create art or whatever, and what comes from that energy when you move it up is this, um, fire, motive, motivational, inspirational energy that you can use. So if it's stuck, you're you're missing out on the creative potential that you can actually give to the world because you can't focus. So the, the actual act of moving that energy
1: through you, right, instead of keeping it just there, it's stuck. And moving it up.
0: So you can see that, and that's what I was saying, preach what you practice, learning how to use that energy. Guess what? If you really could use it properly, Mike, it's a powerful tool to actually, well, you can heal yourself with it. You can start to create art, some of the greatest art and all that comes from that system. So it just depends on where you're at, right? Different people are in different parts. Some people have energy in their solar plexus or it's too turned on in their solar plexus or their heart chakra, right? Some people are very emotional and they don't know how to balance that out, you know, or their throat. Some people um, are understimulated in their throat chakra. So as you could see, it gets harder and harder to move up the chain and throat chakra is the, the hardest one because that's where your truth exists. That's where you speak your truth. And and most people will not get past that because they're afraid, right, of what will happen. Then you move it up to the mind where the silence sits. So learning to work with it um, will help you. Uh, when I'm at work, but once I'm home, those thoughts come from nowhere and I can't control. Yeah, I would say look into those systems. You can look into a sexologist too. There's also a psychiatrist, uh, not psychiatrist, psychologist who specialize in this. Um, you might, you could talk to individuals. So there's people who specialize in this stuff. But I would say for you is really finding your practice that helps you move the energy. If it's all stuck in one place, you're not ever going to be able to, to focus. You've got to move that energy up the system. You've got to be able to work with that energy. No, I can't visit them. If any one of my people came to know about it, I'm done. Okay, got it. So it's like a private thing. That makes sense. And I understand that. So I would say um, if if there's no person you can go to, I'd start reading and start working with moving that energy through you. Do you know anyone on Podbean, any such? You know, there was a lady um, that I did start to research on sexology. She was doing a lot of um, stuff. Um, I was kind of looking into it right, for myself one time, how to use that sexual energy and how what does it mean, right? Because it's it's such a huge topic that's so um, hidden, right? Everybody's afraid to talk about it. So, well, some people are. Um, but I it's the greatest potential we have. We come from that, right? A mother and father have to get together and make you know love or have this passion or maybe it's not even maybe it's just whatever it's in the heat of passion whatever come together and then we're here that's how we're here but nobody talks about it and people get uncomfortable and then there's some very dark stuff that can come from that if it's not taken care of
1: properly either and um and i don't want to say dark i would say shadow or um I don't know what
0: the right word is, but I'll come up with it. I don't, I don't like the word dark. I need to change my language in some way, but I'll figure out what that is. But it comes out distorted, I would say, right? It would be a distorted um, way. Um, so that that energy, and I found this lady um, that she, so if you go online and you just look up tantric and, and all that, you'll find, you can search, you'll find people. And um, she was talking about, or you can go online and just say, you know, sexologists, and there'll be some and then you can say tantric and I would say that system because it's an ancient system
1: would probably be the best one to look at and that you know could help you and it's important actually
0: somebody brought up sex the other day um, and about how important it is for us to um, make sure that that part of our life is stimulated it's a part of who we are and and we just don't talk about it enough I think Um, you know, it is who we are. It's very primal, but it's also very pleasurable when we know what we're doing and we can actually utilize that energy in the right way. Um, it's when we don't address it, right? It's when we don't talk about it, that we start to use it in this weird, distorted way. And we have, we're hiding and we're doing weird shit instead of saying, okay, here's what's going on. How do I, how do I work with this energy? Okay. But it's very at the root. It's it's you know it's that pleasure point, and then we got to say, well, let's move that energy up through us, right, and through our body.
1: Let it circulate through your body. Uh, in the beginning, I thought I'm a twenty-five. I'm twenty-five
0: and virgin, so it's common. But now I feel uncontrollable. Wait, so at the beginning I thought I'm 25 and so you were 20,
1: you were a virgin at 25. Is that what you're saying? I'm sorry, I don't know what that means. So you were a virgin up till you're 25. Is that what you're saying? Uh, It
0: says in the beginning I thought I'm 25 and a virgin, so it's common, but now I feel uncontrollable yes you were okay that could be why you suppress that energy for a very long time right i think um men you know with their sexual energy starts very young younger than girls um and i think that's what (laughs) i don't know if i want to say younger than girls it's not true i'm not making true statements here because you know um it could start with anybody early enough but you know, hormones do play a role in this, and if you're suppressing that, then that could be why it's uncontrollable now because you waited so long, and and um and now that energy is just built up, right? Um, and you know it's uncontrollable. I think for younger guys too, right? I'm from India. We lose virginity only after marriage. Oh, got it. That's correct.
1: Um, okay. And thank you for sharing and being open and honest. Um, yes,
0: in India, it's like that, right? Um, <laughs> um, we're a little bit more liberated here in that ter- in those terms here in America. It's not necessarily like that here. <laughs> um, so, but that's okay. I mean, are you going to get married? You know, those are things you might want to talk about with your wife if you get married or if you are married. Um, and if you
1: can't, no, I have two elders. Okay. But you don't have, you're not, you're not married or you're not getting married. Oh, I see what you mean. You
0: have two elders. Oh, I see. Okay. So right now, okay. I think I get, I think I'm getting the story cause I don't know your story, right? So you're, you're the youngest. I get it. I lived in India. I understand. Okay, you have two olders. They're going to get married before you. But you have these uncontrollable desires to have sex. And you can't because you, you have to stay virgin. Got it. Um, so I'm just going to
1: say it. Learn to please yourself. There you go. Um, learn to please yourself. You're going to have to learn
0: to please yourself now i wouldn't say go into like pornography and all that stuff only the reason why um because that can really mess you up as well okay really it can mess you up a lot a lot in fact people are in rehab because it's messed them up because what it does is it takes away that intimate relationship you can have with an individual and it's really important to have that but if you don't that's fine too um but I would say, oh, you feel guilty? No, oh, okay, I see, got it. Thank you for being honest and talking about it. Uh, it does not have emotion, yeah. Um, you know, we have these urges and desires. I mean, we can't say we don't. It's part of it's, you know, it's part of human nature, right? Um, and the fact that you're older and you haven't had a chance to experience this um is probably why. So I would say, um learn how so if it's shame and guilt, those are things that you're gonna have to learn how to overcome. Um, we live in a society where that's shamed and guilt as well, so in the Christian society when all that happened, um you know i too was raised in that way where sex is bad evil if you do it before marriage you're going to go to hell you're going to burn you're going to die everything's going to explode you know i don't know you're a bad person you're a sinner you're this you're that um and what i've come to uh, evolve in, in consciousness and understand is that that energy is really powerful um and that energy um and we have pleasure for a reason there's a reason that there's pleasure points within us. Um, and so there's, um, it's not about being good or Christian here in India. Yeah, I know. I understand it's the a different system. I li- like I said, I lived there for oh, about a year, not to claim that I know, but I have friends from there. So I've asked tons of questions about this topic with them <laughs> to understand and to know. Um Yes, I get it. It's about dignity and commitment. I get it. Totally understand that. Um, um, but it's still ridden with shame and guilt. Okay. So and and yes, I do understand. And I will say that in a way it's good, in a way it's bad. It's good in that I think the men are a little bit different there, a lot different. Um, and then, you know, with the um so, but in terms of like the pleasure and understanding that. Um, I would say <laughs> go online, understand um, pleasure, what that means, okay? Um, we don't want you to lose your mind. That's That wouldn't be a good thing, right? Or do something crazy because you can't crave the, curb the urge to do it. And that's what happens when we do these things, right? People lose their mind and then they go out and do crazy shit. Because we're like, it's bad, don't do it. But our bodies are saying, Yeah, but this is something that I need. I need to release this energy. Okay. So are you sure that we can turn this urge positive? Yes, absolutely. You can turn it into a positive. It's all up to you. It's your mind, it's your story, it's your way. So I would say, go look at tantric, go look at the different systems that they have in terms of that sexual energy, and understand there's a even a Netflix show it's more geared towards women because i think here women in the united states were seen wrong for being too sexual um and they're they're starting to say but women have more pleasure points than than men and and we feel the pleasure of of sexual interaction um even more than men um and we have all these pleasure points and understanding what that means well is it a bad thing no it's not a bad thing because why is it was built into us We have these pleasure points for a reason, right? Now, if we get stuck there pleasure pointing ourselves all day long, that's a problem. (laughs) Or if we don't know how to do things and our brain's going crazy because we're sitting there pleasuring ourselves all day, that's a problem. Okay? So, again, I'm not a sexologist. (laughs) Um, But I can talk from my own experience, right? You have asked me to go online and read. You can find a few links in this chat. Um, you know what, Mike, why don't you send me an email? That would be easier. Um, my email is spirit spiritandbrew at gmail.com. And I thought about talking about sex quite a bit on here because I think it's such a huge topic for people. No one talks about it as much. I think they're starting to in the Western world, right? And that Netflix show that came on was talking about the pleasure and women's pleasure and what it means and getting comfortable with being able to say, well, this is what happens. You know we explore our bodies maybe um we we want to understand what feels good and we should because if we're with a partner we want to be able to tell them what's pleasurable what's not we want to be able to communicate these things it's really important in relationship we never did that before but he would just maybe remain silent and pretend um and you know fake things fake orgasms or fake whatever it is so um Yes, I'm sitting naked in for the morning. Okay, and Phil, something is wrong with me. I didn't get your mail ID. Can you tell oh yeah, I'll just mail it here and then I'll give you some stuff to maybe read. Um, but I would suggest doing your kind of your own research and um spirit and email. No. Okay. And anybody else who has questions about, you know, the sexual stuff because it's huge. Um, and we definitely don't need people running around, you know, hurting people because they can't curb their urges. They don't know how to, let's just teach people, teach people. That's why I said, preach what you practice, practice,
1: understand, know your body, all parts of your body. (laughs) So, um, but, uh, thanks Mike for coming, chiming in.
0: I think other for bearing me. Oh, yeah, no worries. That's what we're here for. That's what these people on Spirit and Coffee that have showed up, they know. Um, We don't see down on anybody here. I've had shadow people show up, people that are, you know, whatever. They say they're satanic, all these kind of crazy things. And the reality is, is people want to be seen and heard. And um understand that you can transform that energy into something beautiful every all the energy we have rather dark light whatever you want to call it and only like call it dark and light but all of these uncomfortable feelings that we have can be transformed and transmuted that's part of the alchemic process i wouldn't be much of a spiritual alchemist if i said oh no don't talk about that what no we have to talk about these things that's what helps us move through it and 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 really allow ourselves to move the energy. So I would say, Mike, just understanding that, um, you know, that that urge, it's very real. <laughs> um, and it's there's nothing wrong with you. Um, I can guarantee, you know, the people on here that are still on here are like, yep, I've had those feelings before. They may not say it, you know, they might be from a different time, but they're like, I've had very high sexual urges in my life. Um, and I've, you know, done this or that, and it's part of the normal process. And, um, the fact that they don't teach us is kind of sad. It's, it's kind of like not giving us that rite of passage that I was talking about the other day to really understand, you know, what does it mean? What is that energy for? How do we utilize it? You know, and then cutting it off for so long, as you can see, it might be to a detriment because then we can't focus. And all we're thinking about is this thing that we've like cut off from ourselves completely. So learning to use that energy. And if we learned how to use sexual energy, which is a good one, it's a good one. Why? Because that is our greatest creative potential comes from that energy. And that's why tantric systems are so important because they teach us how to use that sexual energy for something powerful to create, to co-create with the divine. You know, it's that understanding, how is it moving through me? It's just energy. It's energy that's built up in one of, your, one of your systems, right? And hormones are totally connected to that, which chakras, hormones, all that stuff are all interconnected. And it says, how do we move this energy? It's just stuck. It's stuck in one spot.
1: <laughs> how do I move it through me? Yes, I
0: will look at the email as soon as we're done here. So, but that's what this is about. And I love that, you know, I love when people come on here truly authentic and open hearted. It's not easy, I'm sure. Um, and some people will be like, Whoa, what was that? And I'm like, No, what do you mean, whoa? Let's look at let's look at it without judgment and understand it. And then then we can relate and remember that we too have those same urges. Right. If I sat here and said, "Oh no, I never had sexual desires," or that's bullshit. Come on, let's be real. <laughs> Unless you're neutered or cut off, you may not know what that feels like, right? Because it, we all go through. It. It's part of life. That's why we procreate. That's why we
1: have kids. Because people feel that urge to to engage in it. So, um, I uh, I have rehearsals many times before texting here. Thank you for being polite. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> that's good. It's good that you're talking about it, though. That's the first step. Talk about it, and then we figure out how to move through it, right? And, of course, I'm, you're welcome. <laughs> There's just this whole new energy, right? It's like India, or Indian man, that's what I say. Thank you for being polite. It just, like, touches my heart. That whole, the whole culture. <laughs> they have a different way to describe things. You're welcome that I was polite. And, you know, I think um I think that's a reason why I think Indian men are just a little bit different in their um their uh connection with women, perhaps. So it might not be a bad thing, but you got to make sure you know what to do with that. I can't talk about this to anyone else. Yeah. Hey, hello, good morning. My name is Rudy from L.A. Hey, for hey you from L.A., what's up, <laughs> Rudy? Are you digging the, the sexual talk? I think I have wanted to do sex talks a long time on my show. So it's like talk about it because, man, people, it, it's really, if we don't address it properly, it can lead to some really distorted narratives really distortive narratives. That's where rape and all this stuff comes in because people are not able to understand how to use that energy properly. And we don't like we can heal it as a society together if we talk about it, if we're able to communicate it, if we're able to say, here's what's going on and then say, okay, how do we work through this? How do we move it around? Right? How do we get that energy and move it through our system? Uh I only have a few friends around five they think I'm a decent guy. They don't know about my other side, yeah, and that's okay you're it doesn't mean you're not decent, it just means that you've been <laughs> here's what it means it means that you've been deprived okay there's a balance right, and that's why I love Buddhism there's the balance you've 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 cut this is what happens when people cut off their their let's say what we call those uncomfortable emotions of anger, let's say that we put um
1: I'm not decent, I I know it, it feels bad. It feels bad because you've been told it's bad and you don't know how to use it properly.
0: So I would say, I would say this, understand what that energy means, okay? Understand truly what that energy is and what that potential means and how to use it properly, okay? right now it's been you you, it's like this it's like an angry person right someone who's angry energy doesn't lie someone will be angry they'll stuff it down stuff it down stuff it down pretend it doesn't exist hide it from everybody until they explode why because they were told that it was wrong to be angry well the reality is we all get angry how do we work with the energy is what's important how are you moving that energy through you how do you how do you manage and tolerance comes up if you learn how to move the energy you build a tolerance for it you've been suppressed for your life i couldn't imagine being 25 and not having been intimate or sexual with somebody like there's built up energy there So, so working to understand it is what's important, right? How do we understand it? How do we move? How do we let it move through us? Yeah, you're gonna feel frustrated. Of course you will. I'd feel frustrated. How many of you on here wouldn't feel frustrated if (laughs) you couldn't actually like release that energy from within you? You'd be frustrated. Everybody would. And I'm just gonna say it the majority of people masturbate. I'm just going to tell you that. Okay. So we'll just say it. I had feelings from childhood, but these days it's too much. Yeah, because you suppressed it. You're suppressing it. So, it, you know, it's it, it makes sense. It's like a volcano. Okay. <laughs> you think of it as a volcano. <laughs> it's another way to look at it. It's like the volcano's there and
1: it has all this pressure, right? And then all of a sudden it just explodes. That's it, right?
0: So you've just been building up this energy. And now it, you can't control it anymore. And you're not, shouldn't be controlling it. You should learn how to move through it. Not try to hide it. How come I suppress it these many years without any though? I never know if I want to control it. Because you tried to control it and you can't it's like a volcano again. You can't control it. There's no it's it's not just with the sexual energy, you guys. This is with everything in our life. You have to so learning to to move energy through you is critical. If something for instance, if my if I have anxiety, I'll just go back to the anxiety I was talking about earlier. And before I let you guys go, the um anxiety that I had, I didn't know, I had never had anxiety, or at least I didn't feel that I had anxiety before. And all of a sudden it surfaced within me. And I'm like, what the hell, this anxiety is in me and I don't know what to do. And I was like, (gasps) couldn't breathe. And um, rather than pretending it didn't exist and trying to stuff it down or take pills or this and that, I said, no, how do I work with this? thing? How do I move through it? How do I get it to move through me?
1: If I suppressed it, eventually I would have went freaking crazy. Okay. This is a conversation that my girlfriend should be listening to.
0: Well, I'll tell her to join Spirit and Coffee or send her my podcast. Um, And moving through the anxiety is we don't, that's not the language we use, especially in the Western world. And I could say in a lot of the world. They don't say, hey, you have anxiety. Let's let's figure out how you're going to move through the anxiety. No,
1: they say, oh, you have anxiety. Let's give you some pills. Let's mask it. But spiritual alchemy,
0: as an alchemist, we say, what is going on with that energy? Why is it inside of me? Where is it coming from? We question it. We look at it. We dissect it. We understand it. And we say, what practices? And this is the key, Mike. Okay. What practices can you put in place that will help you move the energy through you? Okay. So again, one of your practices, like you said, okay, maybe you masturbate, right? That's a practice. But maybe it's not curbing the urge and it's not helping you move the energy completely. So what else is it? Maybe it's the shame and the guilt and all that that you feel. So how do you overcome that mental part of it? Remember,
1: spirit, mind, and body. We have to look at all parts of it and start to understand how to reshape your
0: consciousness
1: around what it means to you to have those urges. So, you know, and then we start to look at that and we say, oh, okay, well, that, you know, that makes
0: sense. And then you start to understand it a little bit more. but then you move through it and as you move through that energy and it starts to radiate through your body and you start to learn how to work through it, you build tolerance.
1: That's what I was talking about earlier, how to build tolerance. Sometimes I just feel like hugging someone tightly.
0: Tell them all that I go through see there you go that's that's a way to transmute it
1: you moved it from the sexual energy to the heart right then i feel it's meaningless no it's not
0: see there you go so the psyche the mind the way that you're you're perceiving it is why you're not moving it through okay well whoever they are that thinks you're mad we don't think you're mad (laughs) so there at least you have a family okay You at least you have a family um and you're not a pervert that's part of like how do you think you got here your parents um your parents actually had to uh have sex to have you (laughs) so you came here that way you know if it was um uh let me just read this quote sorry you know if i was i had I had this kind of conversation with my girlfriend. She shuts down and all sex goes out the window for about a week or so. She's very uptight. She's not open to have the conversation like this. Yes, I have family, but I can't about it. This with them. They're not educated. Okay, and that's fine. Oh, trust me, Mike. They're educated. You wouldn't be here
1: if they weren't.
0: (laughs) They had to have sex to have you. They may not talk about it, though. They're like, oh, we don't talk about those things, right? Um, because we can't. It's bad. You know, we don't want them to know. Because then they'll just be having sex with everyone or whatever it is. <laughs> but, um, so, um, that was a nice show. It felt a little better. Yeah, they had to have sex. They knew what they were doing. Trust me. You don't even know how freaky. And I'm sorry. They were probably freaky when it was happening, okay? So, There you go. If they weren't having pleasurable sex, then that's very sad um, because it's a very intimate, pleasurable thing when you do it with somebody and you're intimate and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, And pleasing yourself is important because you have to release that energy. You don't want that built up inside of you. In fact, if you don't use those organs, it can actually be a detriment to your health, literally. Um, and I personally know, okay, um, so it can it can do bad things for your health. So you have to be able to release that, right? And yeah, and it is hard to have these conversations with people who are not ready to have these conversations. It's not an easy subject to talk about. It's taken me forever to be able to even talk about it myself. Can I ask something out of the box? You can ask whatever you want. You don't have to ask permission. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so it's not an easy topic. It's hard. And it, I th- that's why I wanted to talk
1: about sexual because I think sex is such a big thing. And mo- most people, I think, want to talk about it and don't know how. Um, men have bum too. Uh, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. And why do women's bum make men? Um,
0: oh well that's a different question so I think your question is alludes to what might turn you on sexually um, and um, some men actually like other men's parts. so it's all just kind of what
1: people get turned on by it's all different right it's not the same So, so some men don't feel what like what you're saying. That's just how you feel. So
0: I would explore like um, most people like women's, <laughs> not necessarily, not necessarily. That's that's how you feel. That's your worldview. But there are people who actually like men who like men, and we have all. You know what? In the Western world, I'll just put it this way: in the Western world, there's all sorts of stuff happening. In terms of gender and understanding gender, and we have different pronouns now and everybody identifies with he, she, hers, it's, they, them. Some people are unbinary, da-da-da, whatever. I don't know. They're coming up with all these ideas about the way people deal with sex. Sex is just, you know, we put all these labels, but what what is it for you, right? Okay, I'm sorry for the question. I just wanted no, don't worry. You don't have to be sorry. It's just what turns you on, so you can ask yourself what turns me on. You know, you can know those things in in your sexual dialogue, right? Like, what turns me on? What do I like? What is this? And, and in fact, you should. To be honest with you, people shouldn't be getting in relationships. This is just my opinion. Until they understand what they want sexually, there's very major. There's there's some major things that need to happen in relationship, in my opinion, before people just start going into whole relationships. Number one, sexually, what do you want? Because there's what here's what happens. Some people are, are a little more sexual than others, and they end up in a relationship where the other person's not as sexual. They never talk about it, and then what ends up happening? Cheating typically happens because of that, because you can't curb the urge for it, right? It's like you need someone who's a little bit more sexual, a little bit more open that way. Talk about finances. Talk about your... Your spiritual beliefs talk about, like, these things don't get talked about at all. People just jump into whole relationships, and none of that gets talked about. Now, in India, I know it's different. Um, trust me. I know that you guys do arrange marriages, so you just don't know. You just, whatever happens, I guess, happens, you don't really talk about, especially sex. Um I know that for a fact. It's more like, what type of family? Do they have the same religion? There's all these, like, I know these little things that you guys got to look at, but Um, you know, I think that that, you know, if you had a chance to talk about, you know, what, (laughs) what you like sexually is important. You've got to understand that. Okay. I just have to have a woman in my life with whom I can dance
1: on. It's your perfect song. Okay. Well, there you go. That's beautiful. That's awesome. I love it. That's
0: a, so you know if there you you have this this idea and what you want and so um but again it doesn't make you a bad person right that intimacy is not bad it's just learning to use that energy and you know i know that we had a years like i can't you know talk about this with my girlfriend she shuts off you know um maybe she's not 100 percent aware of what she wants sexually or maybe she doesn't understand or maybe she um is afraid to speak out or maybe there's shame around it for her. I don't know. I don't know her story. I don't know what her deal is or what. So, you know, I would say, you know, with her, um give her the space to maybe explore what that means for her or ask her questions like that. Why is it uncomfortable for you to go there? How can I make it comfortable for you? how do we, how do I, how do, how do I, um, or what, what needs to happen in order for you to be comfortable? There's all these questions you can ask to open someone up, right? So that they can start to feel comfortable. It was not very easy for me. I don't know that I could have had this conversation, um, so calmly a few years ago, even because I'm searching for what it means as well. Right. And crack all funny jokes. A person who accepts me for myself. But when this idiotic thoughts flows into my heart, I just lose myself. Well, that's okay. Hopefully you can lose yourself in your with the person you're with, right? And you guys can lose yourself in, you know, tantric sex. I don't know. Learn it and then teach her. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Learn it and then just put it on there. I don't know. Um, so um um <laughs> it's like, hey, this is what I this is what I've learned what about we try it? I don't know. I don't even know how the conversation would go. Um, it would be something, something like that, I guess. Um, (laughs) but I'm learning too, how to communicate this for myself. So, you know, we're in it together. It may take another two, three years for me to get married.
1: Okay. Well, in the meantime, you have a lot of homework to do, right?
0: (laughs) So. that too if i start to earn good so there you go learn so teach yourself learn how to use that energy in a very if you feel guilty learn how to transform the mindset so that you're using that energy for something that you feels good how do i use it to maybe move my career forward how do i because you can you can use that energy for anything you want um yeah only if you earn good you can yeah daughters for marriage yeah it's a little different there i know it's a big responsibility. Oof, I couldn't imagine. I always question those though. Like my friends in India, I'm always like, gee, are you scared to get married with just some, I mean, it's different here. It's the Western world. So yes, I'll work on myself. Good. Yeah. Work on yourself. Work on figuring out how to use that energy. Maybe you kind of learn how to You know, and then a woman's going to be involved, so kind of learn what she might like, this and that and the other. And then when you
1: marry, then, yeah, they expect us to get settled by 25 or 29. Yeah. So then you could
0: do that. And, And then you'll have, maybe you'll have a really good, healthy sexual relationship with your wife. And that would be awesome, right? So there you go. But teach yourself. That way when she comes in, you're comfortable to talk about it. And you can move her through that process. I'll try. (laughs) Awesome. All right. So there you have it. Um, You know, it's already been an hour. But thank you guys for staying in there. Hopefully, I know um, we talked about it. But learning how to move your energy, all that kind of stuff. I'll send you an email. I'm glad you feel better for talking. I'm glad you had a a place to come and feel, like, safe to talk about it. Um, Everybody's welcome to talk about anything they want to. Please know that, you guys. Um, you're here, you're, you're held in love and support in this, in this space, just so you know, that's the way it works. I'm sorry if anyone felt bad because of me. No, no one feels bad and you don't need to apologize. Um, that's what we're here for. Okay. So there you have it. Um, it is so normal. And Christina says it is so normal. Okay. And she's a friend of mine. She's she's shoulder See, so it's all normal. You're good. Don't worry. Nothing's wrong with you. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. Have a fantastical Tuesday. Of course, I will be seeing
1: you guys tomorrow. Mwah, love and light. Bye bye.